0: I know what you are. See it. A podcast. Hi, and welcome to Breaking Twilight. This week, we watched both Breaking Dawn movies in one sitting. Oof. I'm Steve, your playback at 2x speed host. (laughs) I'm Gwen, your secret double twist
1: ending host. We also have two guests today. Double the movies, double the guests.
2: I'm Alex, your host, your ghost host.
3: I'm Space, your coffee aficionado host.
0: I didn't realize that Alex was going to do a Disneyland <laughs> thing. I read it in the copy. <laughs> I realize? saw it here this whole time and it took you doing the voice to be like, wait a is minute. Is this
2: a Disneyland thing? I don't... Oh man, I you can't guys... believe you didn't realize what I was doing. <laughs> do you
1: guys ever see the Haunted Mansion? No. I've been to the Haunted Mansion one time. Wait, okay. ha- which, which Disneyland is Haunted Mansion at? Is Disneyland or Disney oh. World? It has
0: both of them. Okay, Both so I've been
1: to the it. Disney World one.
0: Okay. I've yeah. never well, been to that's a that's Disney the narrator.
1: Place. All right, well. Your ghost host. Your ghostest with the hostess. Your hostess with the ghostess. I would like to clarify that Space's intro this week is a direct result of the 25 minute coffee discourse <laughs> conversation we had before we started recording or lack
2: thereof since some of us make coffee without coffee in it at all. It was
0: an this accident. is a call out post for accident. Steve. This is a call out post for Steve who fucking put Irish cream into just a straight glass of milk and forgot to put the coffee in.
2: Just how I like my coffee, no It coffee. was
0: more that I put
1: milk into a glass of I put milk into a glass of Irish cream when I meant to pour coffee
0: over the Irish cream.
2: Uh-huh. So as we were saying before we started once again discussing coffee. We've been together about a year,
0: fellow listeners, haven't we?
1: It's been a while. It's time we take our relationship to the next level, which means you've unlocked Gwen and Steve's super secret backstory lore. <laughs> so first, I do want to say another reminder that like we started this podcast as a planned, limited project, um, and so this is our second last episode. So as kind of a special treat, we binge-watched both Breaking Dawn- Ta- sorry, both Breaking Dawn movies- Uh, With both Alex and Space. But before we get to that, I am very excited to tell a story about my very first day of high school. The year was 2009. And my very first class was gym. Which is a weird class to have for homeroom. It really fucking sucked. Um... I really should have written this ahead of time. I am going right off the top of my head. I should have written a script for this, but that's okay.
0: That's you know okay. this story well enough.
1: I know this story and I've told this story enough times. So anyways, the first thing I want to do is share this picture to our shared Discord chat, which is a picture of myself and Gwen uh, about the same, <laughs> taken the same week that this story takes place, just so you can get an idea of what we look like.
0: Um, you going to throw these
1: in the, uh, oh. the Breaking
0: Twilight Twitter?
1: This will, these pictures oh. will absolutely. I have one other visual aid. These pictures will both be going to the Breaking Twilight Twitter and the Breaking Twilight Tumblr after this episode goes live. Um, so, yeah, fresh face, two 13 year olds, first week of September, gym class. I sat at the very back of the bleachers because I like to be high up. Um, and then some complete fucking stranger with glasses. Uh, and long dark hair, kind of scooches up to me, and I smile. I'm like, "Hello," and she smiles and says, "Hello," and then she kind of nudges me and goes, "Hey, have you read Twilight?"
2: Wow, <laughs> great starter.
1: And those were the first words Gwen ever spoke to me. But the story is not over because oh, the next thing. Tell me more i said was um no I, i've heard of them but i haven't read them yet and the next thing she does is pull a wallet out of her pocket and my first thought as a 13 year old is wow that's so adult she has a wallet i don't even have a wallet <laughs> you didn't have a wallet <laughs> at should, I be, 13? should i be bringing a wallet to school should yes! i own a wallet what would Absolutely. i put in it Money.
2: i didn't own any
1: ids at the time elementary school students don't get a school id I didn't have my own debit card. I didn't have money. I was 13. I was just like, fuck, what am I going to keep in a wallet? So then Uh, this person, Gwen, starts complaining about, well, so you see, Twilight is going to be a movie. And they just started filming. And they announced the worst person to play Edward. Edward should not be played by Robert Pattinson. He's ugly. And she opens up the wallet. And in the wallet there's like a little picture spot and the picture has a printout of a photo edit from DeviantArt. She goes, this guy should play Edward.
2: I hate to say it, but she's right.
1: (laughs) Vindication! I don't even know who this person is. And it was also like a photo edit from DeviantArt that she had printed off. And then we became best friends For 11 years.
2: (laughs) I didn't think I would say this about, like, 13-year-old emo Gwen, but she's absolutely right. Oh,
1: yes!
3: She is right. He should have. Wait, more than 11 years. This was September...
1: I said 2009 earlier. This was September 2008. Wow, way to, like, show your age. Yes. Gwen and I are both old. I will post these pictures to Twitter and Tumblr. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is how
3: I met Gwen. Um... Can I just say this is a wild story? Holy heck, wild (laughs) story. Um, I hate that you said that this episode is going to be a treat. We treated ourselves by watching these movies back
0: to back. (laughs) I say it was not a treat. That was was not. You're not. I didn't mean a treat for us. It a treat for
1: our audience because they got Uh, two guest hosts. Yeah, that's right. If I was our audience, I'd be sick of listening to me too. (laughs) although of course we did just start this episode with a monologue about how I met Gwen because she had a picture of fucking Edward Cullen in her wallet
0: and I hadn't even read Twilight at this point yeah so these movies were so fucking insufferable Mm -hmm. that every time something terrible happened which was very very often all of us collectively would go oh get on with it and then Steve cranked the playback speed up a little bit and by the end of the mm-hmm. movies, we were at like double speed and it I was
3: great. I think this started because I asked if we could speed it up and then recounted the time I had to watch 2001 Space Odyssey for my anthro class last year. And the second watch through on double speed was far more entertaining and bearable. So we just kept cranking up the speed on Twilight or <laughs> well, Breaking Dawn.
1: I can't believe it never even occurred to me to like watch movies in double speed. I feel like a whole world of opportunity has been opened up.
3: I've, I've gone so impatient. I now watch like a lot of YouTube videos and stuff on double speed because I'm just like, well, not maybe not double speed, especially if they're talking. I need that to understand that. But like one and a half, 1.75, just a bit so more smart. snappy, a bit more to the point. So I don't have to like just sit around and wait for stuff to happen.
1: I do it with podcasts sometimes, mostly like only on re-listens, not my first listen. But like, yeah. yeah, I never thought of doing it with videos. Um, So The funny thing about Twilight is, if you watch it um, at one and a half speed, it starts to seem like just a normal movie. Because (laughs) oh my god, they talk so slowly that when you watch it at one and a half speed, it's like you don't even notice.
3: You don't even notice that it's faster. That is still
1: far too long, far far too long. Oh my god, even at double speed. When we so like we started at normal speed about halfway through the first movie, we started to speed it up. Um, And we speeded up just a little bit at a time. Uh, I think we ended up at like 2.6 by the end of that. Uh,
3: The first movie was 2.2 and the second film was 2.4.
1: Okay. But the second film part of that is that one time you told me to speed it up and I accidentally set the speed back to normal. So we had to start over. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise we would have probably been at like 4x speed by the end. It was
3: so... (laughs) They were like a painful 10 seconds while we sped it up again. It was so bad. I don't even know oh what we god. were in the middle of, but it was boring as heck. I Holy think crap. it was
1: like Bella and Edward like making out and talking on a couch. It was so boring. Oh my god. The worst part to go back to normal speed. Like, terrible timing. Straight up.
3: It was so bad. I think our, our criteria was whenever someone was being too dramatic, we sped it up.
1: Basically, whenever there was something that made all of us go, ugh,
0: I hated that. Yeah we sped it up a bit more Uh it was great so do you guys want a summary of the movies and then we can just kind of go off
3: yeah I think this is the shortest summary I've ever seen from you uh, this is the
0: shortest thing I've ever written I'm a little bit proud of myself I'm
3: so proud of you it's like
1: three very small paragraphs I didn't edit it but I feel like I probably should have but I'll I'll let you just go off everything I I I write is perfect how dare you I think it could be shorter but it's fine 171 words it is very short Oh, thank you, Space.
3: Nothing happens
1: in either movie. Like, that's it. That's it. Nothing happens.
0: Those are the movies. The end. Let me do my thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry.
0: I'll shut up. Go ahead. I will not talk until you are done. Tell me when you're done. I, I need to give you guys, like, a benchmark of what we're talking about. Like, a frame of reference. Okay? So and Edward get married and have gross sex at a beach house which gets Bella pregnant about a month later she has a half vampire baby who grows up very very fast Bella almost dies in childbirth and that is when Edward finally finally decides to be chill and turn her into a vampire that is the entire plot of the first Breaking Dawn movie that's it that's all that happens the movie is two hours that's all that happens and then in Breaking Dawn 2 Bella fucking rules as a vampire for a little bit she you know then shit goes down um some other vampires see her vampire baby and tattle on her to the Volturi because they have a rule about not turning babies into vampires. The rest of the movie is the Cullens trying to recruit a chill vampire army to revolt against the Volturi who are coming over to kill them for their baby crimes. In the end they convince the Volturi that their baby isn't actually a vampire and they won't rampage and kill everyone. And the Volturi are happy that Bella's a vampire, and now somewhere along the line we get a gross a whole lot of Jacob and Resume stuff, because Jacob imprints on Resume, which is literally born and an infant baby. Which is the worst, the end. That's my summary. That's should, that I should so say, special. we
3: will re- continue to refer to the child as Resume, but, like, Renezme is the worst fucking name of all time. Like, holy so shit. That child has to live with that forever? Is that what the conclusion was? I, like... yeah, yep. That child's gonna hit adulthood and be like, fuck this. Like, no wonder, like, Jacob starts calling this kid Ness. Like...
1: That kid is going to hit adulthood in, like, two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
3: and they're going to be like, actually, what the fuck? Also, I'm sorry, you can't teach a child that much shit in the space of five months. Like, might be physically an adult, but mentally, no. God, no. For fuck's sake, no.
1: Okay. I, just to go chronologically through, like, things about um this movie... Sorry, someone was texting me. I'm going to turn my phone over to be polite to all of you.
3: Just throw it onto your bed. That's what I do in the middle meetings.
1: I was like, I was, I was texting her while Gwen was giving the summary. I'm, I'm terrible. Wow. I'm a bad podcaster. <laughs> Damn.
0: <laughs> I'm going to leave this in.
1: It's Adela. And um, Adela also has a podcast called or Not that is kind of- I
0: can't believe I'm trying to roast you and you're using this as an ad spot
1: i just i really love adela and i'm very proud of her and her podcast is very fun and and you should if you like harry potter and hate jk rowling you should listen to it moving on it is pretty good um so first off why were these split into two movies almost nothing happens in either movie they have less (laughs) plot than like all the other books combined in my ho opinion Is Um, this the biggest, like, thickest book of the series? Apart from, obviously, Midnight Sun, but that's like... Yeah, but Mm -hmm. there's no plot. Nothing happens. So anyways, I want to talk about, like, the reason we started speeding up the second movie is because the entire... Or, sorry, the first movie. The entire first half of the first movie is literally my least favorite trope in fantasy fiction which is just fucking discourse on whether or not it's safe for them to have sex (laughs) and you would think that doesn't sound like a trope in fiction what are you talking about but I would like to say I have been watching iZombie recently Mm -hmm. and that is also a fucking trope in iZombie and I'm like if I had a nickel for every time I watched a fantasy fiction where there was multiple hours of discourse over whether or not two characters should morally fuck or not, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened (laughs) twice.
3: It's like, Uh, hey, maybe use a condom and, like, standard, like... But
1: here's the thing, using a condom or, like, the possibility of birth doesn't even factor into it. Oh, absolutely. They have all this discourse on whether or not they should fuck, and none of it is about the potential for offspring. It's all about whether Edward will hurt her. Yes.
3: And then... He quote unquote does, and you see Bella after they finally fuck, and she's covered in bruises. Those are like bruises that you could easily get from walking into a fucking
0: cabinet, As
3: someone I who has walked into the corner of a table several in, times. In the
0: in the book, in the book, it was a bigger deal. She was like severely injured.
1: Yeah, they definitely downplayed it in the movie, but like the movie bruises are kind of like normal bruises you could get from having rough sex it's not even like that severe but in both the case of this and the case of iZombie it's like all of this could be solved if you weren't fucking straight people who only know one way to have sex like instead of just being like oh no i can never touch you again you could be like well here are some ways we could do this safely like if
3: Holy if shit. Edward
1: is capable of being controlled enough to drive a fucking car without putting his foot through the floor every single time, he should be controlled enough absolutely. to get his dick wet I'm- without bruising someone and breaking a bed. Hey, um,
3: is this the first time he's ever gotten his quote-unquote dick wet?
0: Yes. <laughs> thought- 1000%. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I have, I have in here that I have to remember to tell space about Jake's age. So we were talking about how Jacob would grow up to be older than all of them. And I'm here to tell you space that he will not. Jacob will never age again because the, the werewolves, when they turn into werewolves for the first time, they stop aging until they imprint and then they start aging again. And if the person they imprint on is too young, then they will wait for them to catch up and then start aging together and they fade off into the sunset, and it's great. Except Renezme will never get older than 17, and so Jacob will also never get older than 17, and everyone in this fucking book is 17 forever, always.
1: Is 17, like, confirmed, like, that's when she'll stop aging? Like, I thought it was going to be, like, early
0: 20s. No, it it will take her seven years to become 17, and then that's it. (laughs) I'm loving the little crisis you're having about this.
1: She's just like I love that. That's just like a complete arbitrary age. Just like yep, seventeen. Yep. I
0: fucking hate this
1: so much. God. Why? We've never.
0: <laughs> oh, are you are you okay? This is so
3: Grace? upsetting.
0: <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
1: I mean, to be fair, they can be whatever age they want because, like, yes, they stopped aging at this age and Renesmee will never actually be 17. She'll age to the level of maturity of a 17-year-old and then stop aging. But they could be whatever age they want because they have to fake all their IDs anyways.
0: Wasn't the, like,
3: other half vampire, like, 27 or some shit when he stopped aging?
0: Was he 17? He was 17, I think.
3: I read that wrong. To be fair, we were watching Double Speed, and a lot was going
1: on. There was so much going on, and like at one point, I was just like, "I can't." Like, there's no plot, but there is plot. I think i was still suffering but whiplash. The plot just—it just focuses on all the unnecessary things, and then all the interesting things are blink and you miss it moments. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. God. Like...
3: Fucking forever. Imagine being stuck accidentally imprinting on someone who's going to be 17 forever and you're like, well, I don't want to look like I had baby face for the rest of my life, but does that mean he lives forever or does he eventually die? I mean,
1: I think
0: I means they live forever, he lives forever because unless someone killed him.
1: Like, they're going to, the whole imprinting thing is you age with whoever you imprint on and if she stops aging, he's going to
0: stop aging too. Jake is the only immortal vampire.
3: No.
2: Werewolf.
0: <laughs> I was like, nope, try again. <laughs> <laughs> this just ing- everyone, uh, vampires, now mortal. <laughs> Except for Jake.
1: Except for Jake.
0: <laughs> don't make that another AU that I have to write. Like, I'm not strong enough.
3: <laughs> I don't actually know if I've got a lot more to say on this, because like a lot simultaneously did and didn't happen, and it was like a fever dream, especially with like the, 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 the speed.
1: I just... I already said this, but I think like a lot of the confusion that has been had is like when there is half a movie of discourse about whether or not they can have sex, it has nothing to do with offspring. And it's like just insane to me that in all of that thought everyone put into morally whether or not Edward and Bella should fuck, which is why literally everyone in the movie weighs in on it. And it's like, why? Why must you do this? But anyways... No one, not a single person in the movie ever considers the possibility of offspring. Like, everyone is shocked, when they're like, ah, oh, Bella's pregnant. Absolutely, even even nobody saw it shocked. coming. And it's just like, why? Why is this something you wouldn't have considered? Why was this not thought about?
2: Say it into the microphone. Ugh. I said, it was that a pun that no one saw it coming? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it was oh accurate. my god! Thank you, Alex. And again, like this is also the same thing. An eye zombie, where she's like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna start dating my fiance again. But oh my god, oh no! If we have sex, I might turn him into a zombie for some reason. Oh even though fucking kissing is fine, apparently. And it's like we're
0: gonna oh need god. to circle back to that in a different conversation. S-straight what the fuck? Straight people only know one way to have sex
2: painfully (laughs) apparently
0: painfully for me to have to look at and watch in movies absolutely like i think the
1: majority of people on this podcast currently are some degree of ace including myself but like come on even i know all of this could be solved with just a frank and open conversation about preferences and accommodations
0: yeah Okay, what else?
1: I just want to say like well the wedding while the wedding was very pretty, uh someone I think it was either Alex or space said like, oh yeah, this is like in crazy rich Asians. However, I did watch crazy Rich Asians like last week and like for that reason, I was not impressed by the wedding because the crazy rich a- the crazy rich Asians wedding is next level. There's fucking water in a church.
0: That's true. They flooded the fucking church to have like a couple inches of water on the floor for aesthetic.
1: The other
3: thing I unfortunately like was the uh extended world building we got, because I'm always a fucking sucker for world building. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for a shitty vampire movie, where we got to see the other vampires and their sweet ass powers specifically, like uh Remy Malik being the absolute avatar. Fucking in this Remy Malik was in
1: this movie. That was Buck <laughs> Wild on its own. And then he was yeah. also like the fucking avatar?
0: Yeah, he can control all the elements wild as shit.
1: There was some
3: I'm not gonna say all of them were cool but like, someone had pretty good aesthetics. Specifically the guy who showed up and then immediately said, hey, yeah, I'm gonna go fucking hang out in your attic and not socialize with the 50 other vampires that are in your household. I'm like, mad props to that guy. And also like, every time he rocks up, he's like standing in a tree being dramatic and looking like an absolute druid of the woods or something. And I really? respect that.
1: We also got the that information way. that like Laurent was planning on transitioning to be a vegetarian vampire before he got murdered, and that fucking sucks. I'm so sad. Yeah. Laurent was really cool.
3: Yeah that that was shit. I'm like, wow, why didn't that come up at any, any point, point? And put a stop to his death. Like, like I haven't seen the first movie.
1: You haven't seen the first two movies, but um, in the first movie, he warns the Collins about the the big bad and like gives them a chance to get Bella away and like probably help like without him like he probably saved their lives by giving them that information. Um and then in the second movie he does try to kill Bella and then it's right after that that he gets killed. Oh well, anyways. For fuck's sake. He why got, not? Got some mad mixed messaging stuff. Right? Smying knew he had to be killed off because he was too cool. My man Laurent was done so dirty by these books and movies. Anyways, I-, I would like to say like this movie continues to follow the rule of like bad YA writing, where basically the more degrees of separation you have between yourself and the main characters, the more interesting a character you actually are. Yeah. hmm Because writers are cowards and refuse to give like their main characters like actual personality traits. So like there's there's basically a montage of us meeting all these other vampires who have all these other like different powers and stuff that are really cool and interesting. There's like a couple of like
0: Amazonian vampires oh, that yeah, show up absolutely. and they have they have the power to make you hallucinate super
1: cool but then there's also like more instances of like basically the twilight movies and the books in general using people of color as props
0: yeah i am big mad that bella was denied being a vampire for so long because she's so fucking good at it she's like so much happier as a vampire she's like running around and jamming and she like has She's she like they the first day that she's a vampire she comes across some human people and she's like hmm I can't eat them they're human people and Edward's like holy shit I can't believe you just did that you were just born oh, and she's oh, like yeah absolutely. it's not what hey. like it's hard
3: hey um can I bitch a short section like kinda related to that scene so it's not some people it is a singular person it is a singular rock climber on their own climbing up this big ass fucking rock cliff face hey that's not safe that rock climber has no fucking rope no gear at all highly dangerous like that is that's a thing though people do that yeah and no one to fucking spot them or watch them like that is incredibly dangerous like if you are climbing something that like height as well you would want some form of like safety
2: as a climber um, Obviously, myself. they have a person standing at the bottom ready to catch them. <laughs> I'm so going to fight you. Don't assume I mean, that are... they don't have precautions just because you didn't see it in the thing. There are ways right. to have
1: precautions <laughs> climbing in that way because you nail um, like supports into the rock face as you climb. I know this because as a 12-year-old, I read uh, a book. Uh, I read Everest, the three-book series about some random teenagers climbing Mount Everest
2: uh, okay,
3: I have a you lot. You guys of remember topic, so This is going to be a. However, very, you don't like, do it alone. Vaguely. You usually have two people. Exactly. <laughs> no. Okay, so absolutely, climbing is generally a two-person sport. Bouldering can be singular person because you don't go very far off the ground a lot of the time, and you don't need someone to like rope in all the time. When you're climbing, you use a rope, and when you lead, which is when you climb up a rock face and put your own gear in, that's a lot dangerous. And you like when you fall, you fall back down to your last clip. Now, what I will specifically go against, Alex, on your point of someone is waiting at the bottom to catch that person. First of all, they would both die if that person climbing landed on the person at the ground. Secondly, Bella
0: is waiting at the bottom. I almost think like
3: Alex yeah, was making a joke. We know there is a ledge halfway up that rock face because Bella and Edward stand on it for Bella uh, for Edward's comment of, "Oh wow, your self control is so good and strong," and then she leaps, yeets herself into like the forest again. Which is Um, so so funny! (laughs) I love that part. So, like, for climbing, it is not unusual to have multiple legs of a journey. So, you climb up to a certain point, and then you, like, pull up all your rope, and then you start again. That ledge is the perfect point to, like, set up and start again. This person is just free climbing with no fucking gear. Just, I don't even think they were wearing a harness. So, my question is, how do they have that much torque on their Fucking fingers or how they're doing that climb without chalk because there is not enough on there to do that climb without chalk. Like they are there as a human in their it's quote unquote outdoor gear with climbing shoes on and just going fucking nuts. Like I don't know how high that was, but goddamn that was a high wall. Like, what
1: are you doing? Alright, so doing right now we we cannot stand for this <laughs> inaccuracy to the rock climbing sport and this movie we must right now come up with an explanation for this obviously the man couldn't have been a fellow vampire because Bella did want to suck his blood maybe maybe he was a half maybe he was a half vampire I fucking
0: love the passion behind this one tiny thing welcome to space's fact corner
1: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to space's fact corner I am now headcanoning that that guy was another half vampire
0: Yeah, you can't. Wouldn't they know? They were that close, and they'd be able to smell it. I mean, at
3: that time, (gasps) and
1: nobody knew half vampires existed. Other than why
0: would they think that? Well, mm, I don't know, but I do love that I am not the only one who gets super bent out of shape about very minuscule science in the Twilight universe. Look, you gotta. You gotta.
3: There's nothing else to like
1: hook your fingers into. Do we want to talk about like what was going on on the werewolf side of things? This whole movie, this whole two movies. <laughs> what was going on in the werewolf yeah. side the of things? What the fuck this whole was movie? going on
3: there? I think at the end of the first one, they were gonna try and kill the child,
1: Brenesme. Yes, which is so yeah. weird because like okay, so Sam is the werewolf boss. He's like the uh-huh. leader of the pack. He's the alpha or whatever. So in this movie, firstly, um, we do learn that Jacob was originally offered the title of being the Alpha because it's his birthright. Not offered. He could have taken
0: the Alpha he could have taken it.
1: alpha position because it was his birthright and he turned it down. And so Sam became the Alpha, um, which makes sense. He was fucking like 16 when he became a fucking werewolf. You shouldn't be leading a fucking like what is basically... What's the word when you're, like, a military, but you're, like, a, a group of a... Mil- like, a small... Like, a, a troop? You yeah, shouldn't be... Like the a troop yeah. of werewolves? You shouldn't be leading what is basically, like, a small militia when you're 16. Okay? So it makes sense for the title to go to Sam, who's a bit older and and married. Um, So, in the beginning... Jacob's basically like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill Edward. When they get back, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill Edward.
0: Edward's going to die. Sam's if, like, not married.
1: Oh, is Sam not married? I thought Sam was married. No. Oh, he'd imprinted on someone, but they weren't married yet.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Okay. But, like, he was a bit older than Jacob, right? I think so. Yeah. Anyways, so, like, well, Edward and Bella are off on their fuck honeymoon, or fuck free honeymoon. Um, All the werewolves are sitting on the beach. Jacob is just going into this hard. Like, I'm going to kill Edward when he comes back. I can't wait to kill Edward. I'm super going to kill Edward. And Sam is like, dude, motherfucking chill. The Cullens are not a threat. You are not going to break our treaty and kill Edward. And he's like, I should have been the fucking alpha. And like, whatever. Everything moves on. And then they find out that Bella is pregnant. Something that's never happened before. And there is no reason to assume the baby is going to be a threat. It's going to be a baby. The None of the, like, <laughs> none of the vampires have indicated that they're not going to keep the baby under control. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sam has completely flipped. and is like, we need to break the treaty. We must kill this baby immediately when it's born, no matter what. And it's like, and, and then Jacob is the one being like, nah, bro, we're not yeah, going to kill on the baby. A second. And it's like, where did this flip come from? What what is going on right now?
0: He imprinted that. No, he shit.
1: hadn't imprinted yet. Bella was still he pregnant at this point.
0: Oh. Yeah. So right.
1: Jacob, like, because they're like, we're gonna kill the baby, which first off is like out of nowhere. Like, there's not really a good explanation given for why they just decide they're gonna kill yeah. this baby. And then Jacob is like, no, it is my birthright, and I am the alpha, and therefore I am going to protect the Cullens. And he goes and protects the Cullens, and uh, Leah and Seth both break off from the main tribe and join him. So like now there's two wolf tribes, and Jacob's the alpha of the second god. one. Oh
3: my god. And it's so just like- on, on the topic of Leah, like Jacob's like, I don't want you here, leave. And Leah's just like, and is like just generally a dick. And Leah just takes it at face value, and is like, yeah, well- being unwanted isn't new for me, and I'm like, honey, I love Leah. Honey, you should not have to fucking stand for this bullshit. Like, this is absolute. Yeah, like she's
1: treated like. like shit. Holy crap, in both groups, and it fucking sucks. And then like, yeah, the reason the fight ends so the baby gets born, and then the the original wolf pack attacks to like kill the baby because they're like baby's born we got to kill the baby we got to kill the baby for some reason some just like plot convenient because we needed this to have some kind of plot so this is what the plot is even though it makes no sense and then jacob imprints on the baby and due to a loophole in werewolf rules that has never been mentioned before werewolves are werewolf imprinting law werewolf imprinting law it is illegal for a werewolf to harm uh, someone that another werewolf is imprinted on. And so just like that, hey, what they happens all back if off. you
0: harm your own fucking imprintee?
1: Well what's happened? the what's her name?
0: Yeah. Emily. So what what the fuck Sam? It's illegal. Now what? I
1: thought Sam wasn't wasn't with Leah. I thought Sam was with someone else.
0: No Leah's with...
1: Em- oh Emily. wait, Sam and Emily are together.
0: Sam and Emily are together. But wait, Sam aren't they married? You said Emily. Sam
1: wasn't married. They're not married. But They're they live together, together, don't they?
0: They live together,
1: it's weird. Okay, but they are adults. We can establish <laughs> that they are adults.
0: They are adults. They're like early twenties. Okay. They are together. And yeah, he scratches Sam her imprinted up. on Emily. Sam attacked Emily.
1: I mean, when you when you imprint for life, you don't really need marriage. I guess. Um, I guess it could be like a case like that anyway what matters is that Sam did scratch up Emily's face and I guess like it's fine because it was an accident like I think they can't deliberately harm yeah I don't know yeah so all the werewolves back off and they're all friends again because Jacob fucking decides he's gonna bone a baby not right away. Mm. Not till. You want to stop and think about
3: that for a hot second before you finish that, but I guess it's too late. I
1: mean, to be fair, she's only going to be like a year old when he does.
0: I hate this. Wait,
1: so how long much. does it take for her to be an adult? Seven, Seven years. He's going to bone a Seven fucking years. seven-year-old.
0: Mm, like, in the a both
1: pedophilia What's and time. grooming. And... I just, why? Why did nobody think about this, writing this book? Fucking, why didn't nobody read the first edit of a fucking Breaking Dawn and go to Smear and be like, hey, uh, Smear, you you realize you wrote in that you're gonna have your your werewolf character firstly fall in love with a baby and then basically be like an older brother to her till she's old enough to fuck, which in your book is the ripe age of seven! <laughs> and yeah, ben I just wanna let me find her this boyfriend forever.
3: Um, I've had to go to an incognito tab for this. Um, what is it? In-
0: oh, what are you looking up, Spain like, looking up the stages uh,
3: of imprinting again. Unfortunately,
1: we do talk about this a lot, both in um, the vampire money episode and the what is it? The episode that's getting released right before this one i think we talk about it a lot so like if you want to hear more of our thoughts on like why it's fucked, those are two places you can look i mean like so
3: you start off when imprinting is young shapeshifter will act as an older brother or in this case an older brother or generally older sibling okay cool that's fine that makes sense as The imprintee grows older, the shapeshifter will also become their best friend. That's fine. You can have that in sibling relationships. Become more intimate friends. And they change the romantic. Like, at no point does this seem weird that the person you've seen as, like, in the sibling your entire life, you suddenly want to fuck.
1: And I'm like... Well, here's the thing. (sighs) Here's the whole fucking thing. Two things, actually. First off, the stages of imprinting on someone younger than you are literally just, like, the exact same. Like, you could take out the word imprinting and it just sounds like the stages of grooming someone. Yeah. Um. Secondly, it's not that someone she's seen as an older brother suddenly she wants to fuck. Because here's the fucking thing. Imprinting is only... Exper- like, as far as we know, because we don't know what's going to happen with Leah, that was never resolved in the books or the movies. Um... But as far as we know, imprinting is only experienced by men towards women. It's not a feeling experienced by the women. It's only a feeling experienced by the men.
3: So you mean Resume could grow up and fall in love with someone else and go and exist on her own? Yes. And then Jacob has to suffer for eternity.
0: With basically, resume technically, like that is allowed. Yeah,
1: basically, she's that's expected happen. to reciprocate his love, and he is expected to do everything he possibly can to make her reciprocate his love. But there's no supernatural reason for her to reciprocate his love. It's only that he is imprinted on her. It doesn't go both ways. I
3: hate this so much. Um, mm-hmm. I also like God. Imagine trying to raise someone with like the the mentality of like. I'm going to romantically love this person forever, but until then, I have to, like, suppress that urge and love them as a person that I might care and look after in a familiar way. And I'm like,
1: (sighs) I mean, like, the best case scenario here, which they already, like, didn't do, is that when he imprinted on her to be not allowed to see her until she is fully grown. Absolutely. Like, and then let them meet as adults on equal ground. Like, just basically, hey, Jacob, I understand you've imprinted on my daughter. That's fucked. Out of respect, I would like you to stay away from her. Maybe see her, like, once a year. Like, maybe just on holidays. And not have any kind of close relationship with her until she is an adult. And then you guys can meet on equal terms. But for him to just be there as a constant present figure in his life and her life until she ages to full is, like, the worst possible thing they could have done with that situation. Oh, absolutely. And to be fair, I'm pretty sure
3: Bella, to her slight credit in this series, is, like, get the fuck away from my child. But then she doesn't look after said child and... uh. Which of the colors? There are is it, very
1: few scenes with Bella and her child in this movie, and it's absolutely like, there which, is really thank no. Thank God, because the CGI baby, disgusting.
3: But like yeah, Jacob but like, spends toddler, more time with resume than Bella does. So like, yeah,
1: like it's it's clear when she's aged to like toddler age that, um, Jacob is basically her nanny. Like it seems like anytime the child is not with Bella, she's with Jacob, which is weird because like Edward's having no part in her being raised. And like she's constantly sending her baby away to be taken care of by Jacob. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And like also like letting the child like ride on Jacob's back as a wolf. And it's just like, there's no healthy way for this re- relationship to develop. Like you've guaranteed that right from the start. And it's like, there was a health, like there was a semi healthy way for it to be handled. And this was not it
0: yeah you guys want to hear about my favorite part in the movie
1: sure yes and i have a feeling i know what it is
0: okay
2: so it's uh the end of breaking dawn 2 uh the end of the second movie was also my favorite part because it was over and we were done with it (laughs) stealing my thunder unbelievable i
3: think that's a valid claim (laughs)
1: <laughs> anyway, I know what you're about to
0: talk Near about
3: and
1: end. I was
0: losing my goddamn mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the end of breaking down the book, they're they're having this standoff with the Voltaire after like this whole build up like five hundred pages of them being like, They're gonna kill us. Oh my god, I don't know, what are we gonna do? In the end of the book, they have their little standoff, they have a nice conversation, everybody chills out and goes home. And that's it. That's it. That's what I was expecting. This is my second time seeing this movie, okay? So, in the movie, they have their little standoff, and they have the conversation, and the Volturi goes, no, fuck you, and they start killing everybody. And fucking, they kill Carlisle, and they kill Jasper, and they're, like, killing Cullen's left and right, and everyone's dying. But, plot twist, they didn't die. It was a vision that Alice saw, that, like, of Aro from the Volturi, who was like, i'm gonna like, kill you guys anyway i don't give a fuck and she was like sharing her memories with him at the time and she was like you see this you decide to go on this path you are also gonna die because he died in the vision and he's like that's where the vision okay ends. we can go home that's where the vision ends so i knew it was coming this time but no one else had seen it so i was sitting here grinning like a fucking maniac and cackling to myself We we weren't on a call. We were just, like, texting. And so I was laughing. And everyone else was like, what the fuck? What is going on? Oh, my God. I can't believe they killed him. And I was having the best time. Because I knew this was coming the whole time, the whole way up.
2: It was the best.
1: Right. I forgot to say this at the beginning. This is why no
2: one likes you, Gwen.
1: This is the first. (laughs) Like, I read all these books in high school. But I never actually watched the last two movies until this week. So this was the first time I saw them. And I fucking... I even said to Gwen at, as this was happening, I was like, this is a, a trick, right? They're going to bait and switch. This is this can't actually be happening.
0: <laughs> what you said was, did that just happen? Did Carlisle just die? And I said, they sure did just kill him.
1: Oh my because god. Because they did
0: in the vision. And I was
1: like, what the fuck? This makes no sense. What and like, I was fucking losing my shit because Carlisle died <laughs> and then Jasper died. And I was like... I don't remember any of this in the book. Was this just like a decision they made for the movie? What kind of fucking bad writing is this? This is shit writing. I was so... I hate these movies already, but I was already so upset because I was like, this is next level bad writing for them.
3: So I was big mad because I've only seen three films, but I was big mad that I sat through three fucking films, even if the second two of those were... (laughs) at like twice speed and then some and they all just died in the end like that pissed me <laughs> off so much like so imagine nice. getting that part through the series and then have finding out everyone goddamn
1: dies i mean it would be a fitting end like a fittingly bad end
2: for a fittingly bad series <laughs> i think it's worth noting that by the time we got to the fight at the end we were watching at like double speed and it was just like rapid carnage that was like (laughs) complete and utter bullshit they're just like being flung around like dolls i didn't even know what the hell was happening they were just like people being yeeted all over the place i had no clue what was happening i'm just like there sure are lots of people dying
3: out of the two films that scene has the most that ever happened in like
1: and then none of it actually happened
3: the actual plot of
1: the film if you like skip that vision part is just that they all met in the field to have a battle and then instead they had a nice chat and everyone went home.
3: They didn't even like bring tea and scones and like make a big picnic deal out <laughs> of it. Like honestly, if you're going to sit down and just have a chat about peace and shit, you should like prepare for it. Like set up that cool we can fight in this massive ass field, but we would rather do this peacefully here. We brought a table, have a seat. They super did the, not want to do that. The
2: though. worst part about it is that they were like building up to this, right? They spent a whole like, I don't even know how long like showing that going around the world recruiting like an army of people and like showing all their badass abilities and then they just showed up and then everyone was like, well this sucks and they all just went home. Like it was this bunch of buildup for nothing to actually happen. It was like but what if it what if it could happen? And they were like, eh, I don't know, it sounds too messy and then everyone went home.
3: Like, the bitch about the, um, about the Japanese vampire that sh- shows up for a hot sec and then immediately gets killed off. Like, it's like, oh yeah, Carlisle is still waiting for you, then immediately kills off. I'm like, that scene was nothing. It did not need to happen. Like, there was...
1: <laughs> I think it was supposed to, like, illustrate how ruthless the Volturi was, but yeah, it was... We
3: already know that the vulture is meant to be ruthless it's been explained most of the scenes in the movie didn't need to happen yes absolutely but this one in particular it's like here have this minor character of yet another like racial variety that is not white american um and killed off immediately and like that holds no purpose in the greater film there was no point to it at all but alas
0: it happened does space drop oh does space drop no in space, no one can Don't about that. Oh, are you back? You're back.
1: Did I go? Yeah, you did. You did. No, but it's fine because you're no! recording on Welcome your own back to the computer. Podcast. So, like, everything you said will still be there when we do the recording. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh, we'll just so react fun. separately. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll add in a reaction afterwards. and Be like, yeah, right. So. <laughs>
1: thanks, thanks to the
3: support team. It Means a lot.
2: All right, so for the next 30 seconds, all of us do possible reactions to what Space may or may not have said. And then um, Gwen will go in after the fact and choose the most appropriate reaction to put after as if we actually did hear what Space said. So I'll go first. Wow, that's so true. I completely agree. That's a really good point. I love it.
1: God, Space, you're so fucking right. Like, cripes, what a bad movie.
0: I disagree. I really like that part. (laughs)
1: <laughs> God, Glenn, I can't believe Why you support pedophilia.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. That's pro- Yeah, that's a bad thing to put out of context, I think. Well, I mean, none of us have any idea what Space said. So
1: <laughs> Where did I drop off? I
3: forget. <laughs> I also forget. Never tell us. I won't. You'll have to like listen to the episode and find out.
1: Well, it's fun to talk about the Twilight universe and make jokes about this thing that was such a huge part of our childhoods and adolescence, we can't ignore the real-life racism and prejudices that influenced these works, particularly with regards to Indigenous people.
2: We would instead like to draw your attention to Truth vs. Twilight, a collaborative effort between Burke Museum and the Quileute Tribe to inform people about their real-life culture and history. We strongly recommend that you take a look at their website. You can find a link in the show notes.
3: You'll also find a link there to their Move to Higher Grounds website, where we encourage you to make a donation.
0: So that wraps up this episode of Breaking Twilight. Have a question, comment, or suggestion? Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Twilight underscore pod and Tumblr at Breaking Twilight. You can also email us at breakingtwilightpod@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: And a quick final reminder that next, our next episode after this one will be the final episode. Thank you so much for going on this journey with us. Catch you later. The basics those are the two options here for how Edward impregnated Bella either all of his bodily fluid can potentially be used as sperm or he still has sperm cells left over from being a human and that's proof that he's never masturbated <laughs> I fucking hate this podcast <laughs>